Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 80. That was a little weird, I think. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he watched Toy Story over 100 times before he had kids, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to session 80 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I hope you enjoy those intros, and I hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of yours to listen to me. You are awesome. And because of that, we're going to go right into the content. And I want to start with a quote that relates to our special guest today and what he has done to uh, make my life better, to make a lot of people's lives better, um, and potentially yours after listening to this. This person created an application, uh, originally an iPhone app. Now it's a web app as well. And this was something I picked up on after speaking with Tim Ferriss. And you heard that conversation in SPI podcast session number 51, where I had Tim Ferriss uh, on as a guest. And he mentioned a tool, an application that he uses uh, and recommended to me and to everybody else listening to create habits, healthy habits in your life, um, because those are the things that can help you move forward and excel in business and, and, and just in general. And so I'm very, very happy to welcome the founder of Lyft. That's the name of the app, Lyft, and you can find that at lyft.do. And so today we're speaking with Tony Stubblebein, and I want to start off with this quote because it's so important here. This is a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Um, of course, he has a ton of quotes, but this one is perfect for today's episode. The quote is, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. And it's so important. This is a theme that is all over Smart Passive Income. How much can you serve? How much can you provide for your audience? And the more you can do that, the more people you can serve, the more rewards, money, fame, the ability to live the life you want to live, freedom will come your way. The more you serve others, the more you will get back. And I love this quote because it's, you know, your net worth to the world. How well can you serve the world is usually determined by what remains after 
your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. So we want to create good, healthy habits in our lifestyle that allow us to better serve our audience and to get more back in return. And so that's why, again, I'm happy to welcome Tony on the show who's going to help us and show us and give us insights into habits of successful entrepreneurs because of this app that he created. He's going to tell us a quick story about how it was created and also some of the insights he's learned uh, as an entrepreneur, as a startup person uh, you know a person in the startup world and uh, it's just a really really interesting sort of different conversation than what we usually have here on the show but again i want you to think about this if anything i want you to think about the habits that you do the habits that you do daily and uh, you know whether you pick up lyft or not i mean it's a free application there's it hasn't ever required me to send any payments or whatever for anything um it's it's completely free but i want you to think about the habits that you do on a daily basis and how they contribute to your goals and if you're not doing a lot of things that may be sort of helping you get to the where you want to be, then it might be a time for a change or something like Lyft to help you create habits in your life that will help you get to where you need to go. So with all that said, let's just get right into the interview with Tony and, and, and we'll take it from there. Thank you so much. All right. I got Tony on the line with us. Tony, what's up, dude? How are you doing today? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Now, um, you know, it's really interesting. I had Tim Ferriss on the show at episode 51, and he's the reason how I discovered your application, which led me to discovering you and everything that you know about building habits and, and creating habits and things like that. Um, he had such great things to say about it, and I, I had to try it out. And ever since downloading Lyft, uh, which you can all find at lyft.do, um, which is a perfect domain name, by the way, uh, I've just fallen in love with the application. It is it has gotten me to do things I wouldn't normally do, gotten things to do that I sort of would do, you know, on a consistent basis to doing them incredibly consistently. Um, you know, I'm so I've just first have to on 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 uh, you know, from myself and on behalf of a lot of the people in the SPI community who use Lyft, just thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, you're welcome, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I think probably as Tim might have kind of you know, said to you guys, and it's something we definitely have learned from him and have learned as we've been out in the world is people are endlessly fascinating. And if you get involved with their own goals and aspirations, like this is unbelievable how many goals people have. And then how, like, when you look at someone like Tim who's very successful, and it, you know, at first, like for the 50,000 foot view, it just looks like magic. How did they get there? But the reality is, they, they got there by hard work. And we all know that's true. But we, we kind of have this self-doubt like, oh, you know, you know, should I really put in the work? I know it's going to be really hard. And is it going to pay off? It totally pays off. And that's the thing that we just learn over and over again with Lyft is like put in the work and you can be anybody that you want to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And before we get to the app and and what it does and and things you have learned from uh from 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 developing it, and, and I can talk about things I've learned from using it. Um, I would love to. I mean, I'm I'm really curious. Just how did you get started in what you do, and how did Lyft sort of um, come about? Yeah, sure. It, it's actually like um, it is a a passive income uh, success story in that I had been um bootstrapping my own software company for a long time before Lyft. And the first three years were just incredibly hard and difficult. I had so much work and so little money. But somehow in year four, it just completely flipped to the point where it was bringing in plenty of money and generating, you know, it, it was, I was able to hire other people to work on my behalf. And for the most part, 
I didn't have to put any more work into that company. So I found myself with four free days every week, a team of people that I could tell what to do, and this question, what do I want to spend the rest of my life doing? And it was was really a no-brainer. I want to spend the rest of my life investigating the pursuit of excellence. And so I used that those resources from my last company, Crowdvine, to um, to start prototyping something around around this pursuit of excellence idea and human potential. And I got something that I was personally interested in and that I really enjoyed. And I used that prototype to um, kind of sucker some of my best friends into <laughs> joining me on this thing. And so my co-founder, John, who came, who's a big startup veteran, came over from Path, and you know we we worked together right out of college. You know now more than ten years ago, and um, a lot of our funding uh, came from my old boss Evan Williams, who was the CEO of Twitter and is now the CEO of Medium. And they're just like it's just it's actually pretty easy to get people to work on this project because it's so. It's so fascinating and so fulfilling when you hear that you actually help someone, you know, change their life or achieve some major goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, we could we could go deep into this into that story if we wanted to, but I think yeah. you know we were talking about this before we got on the call. I think what would be um, you know not that the story wouldn't be useful and and how it came about, how you developed it, and things like that, and sort of how it's you know being monetized or whatever. You know that that's interesting and, and would be helpful, but I think. You know, we're in a, um, you know, those of us listening and myself, we're in a unique position to have you on the line because this app is all about, you know, creating habits. And for any entrepreneurs, we all know that habits um, are incredibly important, you know, uh, whether, you know, they're they're bad habits that we want to get rid of that are, you know, are, are holding us back from doing what we should be doing, you know, procrastination and things like that, to habits that we aren't necessarily doing yet that we, we want to learn how to do or things that are, we, are, we are doing that aren't yet habits that should be um, just to improve our lives and, like you said, achieve human excellence. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit, um, you know, give us a, a short rundown on what what does, you know, if, if, if someone, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there listening now who are like, what does this app do? How would you answer that question? Yeah, um, we, uh, well, just a simple rundown of Lyft. We ask you to tackle your goals through habits. That if you have some major goal, like, you know, you want your business to succeed, that's not like, that's giant and too big to do anything about today. For today, you have to pick something that you're going to do regularly over and over again that's going to that you think will lead you to success. So we ask you to break your goals down into habits, big or small, and then and then make progress towards them daily or at least regularly. And then we support that uh, with a community, probably the most ambitious community you're ever going to find on the internet. And that community cheers you on and helps hold helps to hold you accountable. Yeah, I mean for example, for those of you listening, you know, if, if if you have a big goal of succeeding in business, I mean, there are certain things you need to do, and we can just brainstorm this really quick. I mean, um, for me, I mean, in my Lyft app, I have certain things that that may not seem like they're related to business, but they completely are, like read exactly. and and run. You know, those are you know, exercising helps me perform better in my business. But there are other things like you know, writing and um, maybe connecting with. A person in your audience today, or maybe sending a thank you note to to a customer. You know, those are all great things that you can sort of keep track of in the app. And what I love about it is 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 it it sort of gamifies the mm-hmm. whole um, 
the habitual process and, and goal meeting or goal setting and goal meeting process. And, and I just, you know, it feels so good just to see that I've done things like four days in a row and other people are commenting like, well, yeah, I'm also like uh, tracking push-ups and I'll say that, you know, I did 50 push-ups in a row and I'll get people who, you know, they, they, they leave me props, which is sort of like a Facebook like. And also they'll leave comments like, yeah, you're you're doing it and awesome um, and, and things like that. And other, th- you know, I have actually one here that I know a lot of people in my audience um, can relate to because I've talked about it so many times and that's the RAOK, which is random acts of kindness. So I actually have that as a goal to do a random act of kindness every day. And I can sort of check when I do that. And other people can see that too. And I can see other people's who who I'm following or who actually in my community, um, things that they do. Like I'm right here reading my Lyft app right now. And I see that Mary Pohl for the 38th time checked into random act of kindness. And today, 18 minutes ago, she helped a coworker by taking out their trash so they could leave earlier. That is awesome. Yeah. You know, props to yeah. her. I'm leaving her a prop right now. Um, you know, things like that. I mean, uh, sent some good links to a friend. It's a start at least. There were uh, two kids. I mean, there's just all these. I mean, this is incredible. I'm not only my, you know, helping myself develop habits by wanting to do this every day, um, but I'm seeing other people do it too, which pushes me even further. Exactly. And I, and I mean, let's let's talk about your listeners who are starting businesses right now. Like, the, the obvious thing to, that they're going to think about when they think about um, success are, you know, productivity habits or, you know, how to be better at their job. But one of the things that you identified and really communicated to me actually a long time ago was that, like, entrepreneurship is also about balance. So if you don't have the rest of your life in order, it starts to intrude on, on your work and starts to drag you down. And so, they, you know, just... Being being in a mode where you can be generous or where you can be healthy and you can make the time to work out and spend time with your friends or to you know reach out and uh, do a favor for someone like those are long term investments in yourself because if you think about like what you're going to look like in a year of nonstop work where you haven't eaten right you like all your friends have like think you've disappeared from the planet and you know you haven't worked out a single time like you're not qualified to be an entrepreneur anymore at that point like you're going to be so, you're going to just be so isolated so out of shape so tired that you can't you can't achieve anything and so i always i i always think of you when i think about that half of entrepreneurship that you know when you if you think if an entrepreneur thinks of themselves purely as a workaholic, then they don't make the hard decisions around uh, their prioritization, yeah. right? And so, if you prioritize lifestyle, then it forces you to make prioritization decisions inside of your business rather than thinking, well, "I'm just going to do everything." And if there's one thing I've learned about business, it's that it's it's much more important to figure out what is the one thing that really matters than doing all of the things. Because for the most part, you're asked to do a lot of small things which don't really move the needle. And then every now and then you find something that just has gigantic impact. And like you need to be aware enough to notice when that happens and really grab onto it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 there are thousands of different habits in here. I mean, I probably should add even more like 
drink a glass or drink like three glasses of water or yeah. you know, other other things. And, and I really love what you pointed out there. I, I didn't even think of that. The, the fact that, you know, I am an entrepreneur, but everything in my Lyft app is sort of other parts of my life outside of what I do in my business. Um, and, and I think that's really important. So for those of you who, who have this app or, or, or decide to pick it up, you know, it's important to put stuff that's going to help you achieve your business goals. Um, but it's, it's also important to put stuff in here that helps you achieve your life goals, um, which in turn will help your business even more in a lot of ways. Um, so, so just really think, think of it like that. And, and, and you could download it and you could see the activity that people um, are, are sharing. And it's just so... I mean, this is this is I mean a really good idea, and I just love um, what what you're doing here and your team is doing here. And I have to say, you know, I have I don't know how many apps I've downloaded, but I have you know pages of apps in my iPhone right now. Um, and you know, obviously, apps get updated every once in a while. And if you if you're not an iPhone user, what happens is when an app is updated, you have to re-download it, and it kind of shares what the latest updates have been, sort of what you're what else you're getting as a result of of downloading this update. And no other apps that I have, Tony, have a more detailed and even more caring update than those that are posted by you. Yeah. Like every update I see from Lyft is not only just the new features that are added, which there are always features being added, um, but you spend a lot of time at the end just talking to your customers or to, 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 the, to the people who have downloaded your app. And I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. And so... Yeah, every time that a new release goes out, I do. I spend a lot of time thinking about why did we do this and why is it going to matter? And sometimes it might not even be obvious because it's a work in progress and like it won't matter until three or four things coming down the pipeline actually release as well. But you know, that thoughtfulness to me is really important. That it, It's not about doing everything. It's about figuring out what really matters and what really helps. And I think because this is my second company, I care a lot more about impact. You know, for my first company, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And the, like those three really hard, scrappy years, like there, all I thought to myself was, there's no way I'm going to let this fail. And then once I got to the end and it was successful, I, all I could think to myself is, why on earth did I build this? Like, this isn't what I want to spend my whole life doing. And, um, and you know, I think I can make more of an impact on the world. And so I think, you know, probably for my last company or for companies I've worked at before, I probably wouldn't have written such thoughtful updates because I wasn't as thoughtful about it. But for me, this company, I really think of it as my life's work. And, you know, I, the, it comes out in the update in the in the release notes because... It's natural and it's easy, and I've got so much to do, you know, so many things to do already. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend the time writing those unless they really um, came quickly and came naturally. Um, but I get, like, I get feedback. That's one of like the number one things we get feedback on. I think because we we're so unique in doing that. Yeah, that's cool. And maybe some iPhone app developers out there who I know are part of my audience. Um, some some of you, uh, maybe you can. You could you could download the app and just sort of see what Tony's doing there, and, and 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 you know get inspiration from that for your for your own good and for your audience who has downloaded your apps. I mean, it's obvious to me that you care, and I think you know that can help anybody who's developing apps. I think. Now, for sure. Um, 
One thing I want to point out about the app that I love, and it's sort of related to you know goal setting and, and, and completing your goals and also procrastination, is the fact that if I don't do something or if I don't, do, if I don't check in to one of my habits, um, I get a little pop-up from you. <laughs> I'm going to say it's from you, Tony, because I feel like you're on the other end watching me uh, yeah. through this app. I get a little pop-up that tells me, you haven't done any of your habits today. And it, it also encourages me to, to, to do even just one of them sometimes. And, and the messages are different. Um, but I think, you know, thinking about, you know, the, those of us listening, you know, we, we all have these things we want to do and, and, and things we want to accomplish. I think it's also really important to think, think about the consequences of what might happen as a result of not doing those things. I mean, I see that message pop up and I feel bad. And I go and do something like I just do push-ups right then and there. I'm like, okay, got to get it out of the way because I don't, I don't want that message to pop up again. And it pops up every once in a while. It's a great reminder. And again, that's one of the benefits of, of the app here. Um, but I, but whether you have the app or not, that's just something really important to think about when it comes to getting things done. Um, I don't know if you've thought about this, Tony, but I I I would be even more inclined to complete all my habits and check in every single day to every single one of them if there was an even more negative result of uh you know for for not doing something for example if i connected my paypal account to Uh, to lyft and i got charged 10 cents every day i didn't do a habit i don't know i'm just saying there was a video by Derek halpern which i'll link to in the show notes here that talks about why people don't do things or why people fail and it's because there are no negative effects from uh you know uh, that people feel like they have a safety net sometimes or they feel like nothing really bad is going to happen if they just wait another day, for example. Um, but he talks about a strategy to really get things done, which is you know tell a friend or, or, or I think there's even a site out there, I don't remember the name, but I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes as well, where if you don't do something that you have on your to-do list that you're supposed to do, you will actually get charged a certain amount of money and it goes to a specific charity that you hate. So you find a charity that you hate and it sort of donates money to that charity if you don't complete what you do. And that's a huge motivator. It would be a huge motivator, motivator for me. And I know money for a lot of people is a huge motivator. A lot of people will just tell their friends like, hey, if I don't have this done by this time, I'm going to give you 100 bucks. Um, and so you know your friend's going to hound you to try and – or, or you, you know that that person's going to be excited for you not to do it. So you, you obviously will do whatever it is that it, that it is. But – I don't know. What are your thoughts on on sort of the well, consequences? Like you, just, you just gave us a, a business model. I think that's it. We're going to, for the for the people who fell off the wagon. We're going to be pulling ten cents out of their bank account every day. Um, <laughs> I don't know how legal that is or whatever, but um, well, you know. it, it's legal. I mean, it's legal if they if they sign up for it. But I, I mean, to th- talk about it seriously, the thing about kind of the science of behavior design, which Lyft is based on a lot of scientific background, is that there is an incredible variety of ways in which you can, um, you know, modify your own or someone else's behavior. There's just a lot of strategies you can use. And I, th- I think when you, hear, when you hear about it in the academic community, they present their ideas as almost competing. But in, in practice, they're not competing, they're more alternating. Like you could choose one path or you could choose this other path. And so Lyft very much is in the, is, has gone down the path of momentum and positive reinforcement. And our theory is that if we can get you to do you know, one thing once, you're more likely to be doing you know, 
to be doing that thing, you know, down the road. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a totally different approach you could take, which is what you're describing with the, the bet, the betting, which is around negative reinforcement or threat of negative reinforcement or around commitment devices where, you know, you tell a friend and you're committing to do this and it, it works. It absolutely is effective, but so, it, you know, not in our mind, not as effective or as, uh, flexible as, um, a more positive reinforcement approach. And so just as a, like, um, I think the, the place where it really falls down for us is like, we want Lyft to be a permanent support for your life. So like, you know, every time you bec- become more successful, like you just want even more and more like, uh, like we have so many successful entrepreneurs on Lyft right now, you know, who have started you know, giant companies, which you, everyone knows about. And they, they still, all they think about is how can they be better versions of themselves? And the thing that I always hated about the, the betting uh, mechanic is that once you lose the bet, like, to me, that's it. You know, like that's a site where mm. hey, those I I just lost a hundred bucks over there. I don't want to go back over there. So, um, that, that's the school of thought that we're in. Yeah, no, that that makes complete sense. I mean, I think it's like you said, different for everybody. Um, what works best for me? I mean, the positive reinforcement, absolutely. Like I said earlier, just drives me like crazy. Uh, not drives me crazy, but drives me like crazy to to keep going. But sure. you know, the re- the negative reinforcement just sort of catches me when I'm falling, you know, right. um, which, which I love. And, and it's, it was, it sort of reminds me of when I got first started with online business, you know, it, it, it was, um, you know, thinking about what would happen if I don't continue or don't do what I needed to do was really, really motivating. Um, so thinking about the message popping up forces me to do stuff, but on a bigger level, when I first started, when I got laid off thinking about, you know, moving back in with my parents, which I did, um, and then, you know, getting married and not having the the money or the business to, to support my new family, that was scary to me too, and that's what kept me going as well. Um, so just really interesting stuff here. I want to get into, I mean, you guys are keeping track of all this data. I mean, I don't, how many users do you have at this, at this point? Yeah, I'm, we don't want to talk about numbers of users or whatnot, but I definitely, we can talk about insights that we have gotten from, um, from looking at our habit data and our success data. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's where I was going. Um, it's obvious that there are thou- like tens of thousands of people using it. Um, more than that, much more than that. <laughs> okay, okay, I got that out of you. So, um, yeah, let's talk. So, I mean, you know my audience. They're entrepreneurs, they're bloggers, they're people who work really hard um, and, and, and want to create something for themselves. What are, these, what, what are the habits that you're noticing um, on your Lyft app that, you know, and what are the sort of trends? What what are the sort of maybe some of the ones that people are struggling with the most, and things like that? Mm. That's an interesting question. Um, as far as um, sort of entrepreneurship, the one that really struck me uh, earlier this year was there's a huge influx of entrepreneurs working on meditation, and so I. So we did some some research on this, and we found a couple of things. One, uh, the benefits of meditation for 
performance were kind of incredible. That I had always thought of meditation as more of a spiritual practice. But if you think about it instead as a um, as practicing uh, control over your own focus and practicing uh, calming and clearing your own head and practicing being present in the moment, those are all skills that come up a lot for an entrepreneur because you're constantly multitasking. And so, like, I think of my day as like, you know, I get to work. I send 30 emails and like, and I'm just in this like email zone, knocking out email after email. And then I have to jump on a podcast. Right. And like that switch from like, I was thinking about 30 different things to now I have to be completely present with, you know, with you and be completely focused on like, what is the problem that your listeners are trying to solve? And then the podcast is going to end and this um, we're interviewing designers right now. This designer is going to walk in the door, and I have to be able to both sell him on the vision of the company and do an interview where I get to the heart of: Is he a good fit for us? Is you know what are his strengths and weaknesses? Like that, like constant set of switching, and often switching from one kind of high pressure situation to another is something that entrepreneurs find that meditation helps them with a lot. So that was something that popped up from Lyft. But then there was this data element that we also learned, which is we, we, had, lear- we had talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who had failed to pick up meditation, who wanted to, but did like really struggled with it. And they would always, and we couldn't tell why until we actually got into the Lyft data. And it turned out that people who are successful at picking up meditation as a habit almost universally think of meditation as something that it's okay to do for just a short period of time. Like a lot of them started with two minutes, whereas the people who were failing were start were thinking they were going to just sit down for an hour and have a perfectly <laughs> calm head. And if anyone who's even tried like a minute of meditation, like just the idea of sitting down for an hour with nothing to think about where your mind is completely clear. It just doesn't happen. Even experienced meditators don't have that experience. Yeah. I mean, so, even for, I think for entrepreneurs, it's even harder just because of the way that we're wired. And I have tried meditation in the past and I have failed many times. I've tried meditating in my office. I've tried meditating in a park. I've tried meditating in the shower with the, the water coming down on me, which yeah. helped a little bit, but um, I can't get more than a second of, of nothing in my head. Um, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And so that's really interesting to hear. And, and it, it actually motivates me to want to try it again. Um, we've talked about, um, uh, not you and I, Tony, but on the SPI podcast, we've heard, we've heard this before in episode 71. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the guest, uh, on that show, Sean Webb, or actually episode 70, excuse me. Um, Sean Webb talked about, you know, the, the equation of emotion and how we feel in the brain and, and, and meditation was a huge component to people's success. We talked about it there and you're bringing it up again. Um, that's just yeah. really interesting. And now you have data behind it too. You know, I was just thinking about emotional control today because I have all sorts of kind of trivial minor things which will sometimes throw me a little bit emotionally off balance. And um, the one that happened today is I got a phone call and it was, a, and I answered directly to my cell phone. I answered and said telemarketer and I'm just like, uh, you know, and I have, a, I actually have a script that I use that politely involves me hanging up within three seconds. But to my mind, I was polite about it. Oh, nice. And, you know, everybody's uh, going to want to know what that is now. 
that you well, said that. So the thing is, the <laughs> thing is, well, sure, I'll go into it because this is actually one of my favorite little like emotional hacks. Is I always hated hanging up rudely because then, I mean, they deserve it, but then I'm in this kind of rude mind space, and it actually affects me after the call. Mm. So what I wanted to do was trick myself into thinking that I was polite, but I didn't want to spend any time with them, and I didn't want to um, leave any room to, for getting into an argument with them. Because anytime you're polite, they're going to take that as this opportunity to engage with you. So I just have a script. I go, you know, thank you so much for calling. Pause, but we're not interested. Pause, goodbye, click. And mm. the pauses are there to give them a chance to say goodbye. They almost never say goodbye during those pauses. But to my mind, we just had a perfectly normal conversation that involved me saying goodbye to them. Um, and so, anyway, so I had this telemarketer. And so then a second, like five seconds later, another call came in. I'm like, oh, great another telemarketer. And that's my mindset right there, right, when I'm answering this call. And it turned out it was um, someone in HR doing a reference check for one of my favorite old coworkers. And I was like, oh, this is not a bad call. This is a good call. And I have to switch from being cynical to being really, really positive because, like, I mean, it's super important for me when I get, when I, respond to a reference check that if I like that person, like, like I just like a hundred percent communicate that to the person doing the reference check. Right. And so like, to me that like, that's a kind of typical kind of emotional situation that comes up, you know, dozens of times a day sometimes. And, you know, and if you're, if you're lost, I mean, like, as we said earlier, if you're out of shape, if you're tired, if you're, kind of brain dead if you're if you're not even in a social place because you've you've shut off all your friends then you're not in a place where you can respond to those little switches um and yeah so i mean meditation is my secret for that nice nice awesome now we're coming up to the end here uh tony i wanted to know you know based on on what you've done uh, as an entrepreneur um, as someone in the startup world and, and, and of course, someone who, who who's created Lyft, um, do you have one or two tips for entrepreneurs out there that can help us all um, do better in life and, and in business, you know, beyond just obviously picking up Lyft? Yeah. No, I have two. These are sort of my standard life lessons in entrepreneurship. And one is that, you know, the competitive advantage of of a bootstrapper, of someone who didn't take investment. Lyft took investment, but my last company didn't. And it, it's the competitive advantage is that you never have to go out of business. And I just I see this lesson come up over and over again where it's like you know, you start a company and then someone else has got a company just like yours and you're like, oh who's going to win? Ninety nine percent of the time the other company is going to find some way to put themselves out of business. And you have this incredible advantage if you just continue to survive. And so there's a lot of people who just who think in terms of take big risks, you know, take a second mortgage, you know, you know, max out your credit cards, right? Those are all things that put your business at risk for going out of business. Whereas, you know, when I started my last company, 
I did consulting on the side until there was enough revenue coming in to support me. Then once there was enough revenue to support two people, I hired a second person. We just built it organically and we had dozens of competitors who would come in and like make make a big, you know, splash and then disappear because they didn't um they didn't think in the in terms of the, the long run. Mm. And then the other, which is the lesson I learned in between companies, which is really you're you're going to succeed if you put the work in. So what really matters more than anything is that you're going to feel like it's meaningful. And you know, I mean, this is something I noticed as soon, the second I started working for myself is that money mattered less to me once I had a job that mattered to me, right? Like, you know, I remember when I used to get bored at work, I would spend all of my spare time um, researching major purchases. Like my first HDTV, I spent three months at work reading reviews on HDTVs, right? And it's like mm-hmm. I needed that job in order to afford a high-end TV, right? Yeah. But now that I have a job that matters, like I almost never even turn on my TV because I have something that's more meaningful to me. And, you know, I think it's easy as an entrepreneur or to get into this trap of, well, this looks like a good opportunity, and so I'm going to jump on it. But there's unlimited opportunity, business opportunities, and so what's more important is to figure out, like, is this an opportunity that matters to you personally? Because you're going to be spending a lot of time in this for a really long time. Love it, Tony. Love it. Thank you so yep. much for that and for your time here today on the SPI podcast. Um, if people want to learn more about you, I mean, I know you have Lyft.do, um, which you could pick up Lyft right now if you wanted to. It's available on iOS currently and also on the web, so you don't need an iPhone or iPad in order to make it happen. And I believe it's it's free, correct? It is completely free. Awesome. Love it. And uh, But if people want to learn more about you, Tony, where, where should they go? The best place is to go to Lyft.do. Or if they want to learn about me, and I often put out tips for entrepreneurs, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Tony Stubblebine, and uh, or and I do a lot of uh, uh, writing, and and you can get that through my Twitter feed. Okay, cool. I'll put a link to Tony's Twitter in the show notes. Tony, thank you again so much for being a guest on the show. Congrats on the success of the app, and I wish you even more. And um, yeah, I can't wait to connect with you again in the future. Pat, a pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what that sound was at the end there. It sounded like somebody was skiing across the microphone or something. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tony, the creator of Lyft. Tony, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your time. And once again, all of you can find Lyft in the App Store on your iPhone or on the web at lyft.do. I actually have an SPI group on Lyft. So if you're signed up already or if you haven't signed up yet, again, it's 100% free. Find my group by going to lyft.do slash groups and scroll down under the, uh, I believe it's the personal development or productivity section. You'll see a fans of smart passive income group link. So join up there, uh, you along with myself and everyone else who's a part of that group. There's almost 400 people in there now. We all are going to share our habits and and, and keep each other accountable. And it's just awesome for, for helping us sort of uh, you know, achieve these goals, which is which is amazing. Now, before I let you go, I have a few important announcements. I'm going to be speaking a lot um, in the next few months, and the next gig is actually at the Financial Blogger Conference in St. Louis, October 17th to the 20th, and I'm completely honored to be the opening keynote for the entire event. I'm so looking forward to it, so nervous, but in a good way. So 
yeah, I'm just oh man, I'm so blessed. So thank you, Philip Taylor, the 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 organizer of FinCon. You are amazing for inviting me on as a keynote speaker. I will not let you down. I promise. Um, for those of you who live in and around the St. Louis area, whether you're going to FinCon or now or not, look out for announcements on my Facebook page and on Twitter at Pat Flynn for invites to a couple meetups that I'm holding in the St. Louis area. I love to meet people when I go speak. Uh, it's just one of the best things ever. Um, I'm also speaking at a virtual conference called Social Media Success Summit, which is put on by socialmediaexaminer.com. That happens in October as well. Then I'm headed to Arizona for another keynote for PartnerCon. Uh, I'm speaking in January of 2014 at New Media Expo, which I'm really excited about. I'm, I'm speaking in the Philippines. In the Philippines, my first international business sort of speaking gig, uh, that's at Chris Ducker. Uh, Chris Ducker's event at, uh, or it's called Tropical Think Tank, which is awesome. Um, and that event sold out in like 26 hours, which is which is fantastic. So that's in March of 2014. I've just, I mean, you could tell, I've just fallen in love with, with the, the speaking stuff. And, uh, you know, as nervous as I get and how much I prepare for them, it's just great to, you know, it's, a, it's like performing. I feel like it's performing in the marching band again, something I used to do every week in college, of course. And, you know, I prepare really hard. Then the moment I get on stage, I'm sort of in the zone almost. I don't even – I'm just sort of doing my thing. And all of a sudden it ends and, and, and people are clapping and I wondered what happened. You know, it's such a good feeling to pull off a great presentation. And I, I hope to bring it at all these upcoming events. I hope to see you there somewhere. Uh, perhaps um, you can check out the sidebar of smartpassiveincome.com to get all the links and discount codes if there are any available for some of these events that are coming up. So uh, smartpassiveincome.com or get the show notes, of course, as always, smartpassiveincome.com slash session, session 80. Woo, I'm on fire here. Also, speaking of Chris Ducker, he and I did, uh, you might remember we talked about this in session 74, we did a live 25-person mega mastermind here in San Diego. We had a bunch of people sign up, 25 people, all meet together in the same room, um, and everybody got a chance to be in the hot seat. And during that moment, with everybody's business, uh, you know, everybody else contributed to help that person uh, find and walk away with a major breakthrough in their business. We call it the one-day business breakthrough. And man, it was just such an awesome, fulfilling experience for us. Uh, that day went so well that Chris and I just recently talked. We're going to do another one uh, the next time Chris is in town. And actually, not just one, but we're going to do two. So the next ones that are coming up, the next one-day business breakthroughs, these are limited to 20 people only uh, because we really really want to dive deep into the uh, each of these businesses and really tear it down and, and, and break it back up, you know, not just me and Chris, but everybody else collectively. Uh, the next one is on Thursday, January 9th, 2014. I was going to say 2011. Uh, and then the next one after that, two days later, Saturday, January 11th, uh, 2014. Those are two separate events. Um, each one is limited to 20 people. So if you're interested, I mean, some seats have already been sold actually, but if you're interested, head on over to the show notes, session 80 and click the links to the event from there they'll be in the resource section and yeah we'd love i would chris and i would love to hang out with you break your business down and and build it back up for you and and then of course we're gonna have lunch and dinner and drinks together too uh, afterwards so awesome hope to see you there anyway that's plenty of announcements that's probably more than enough remember do what you can to create healthy habits that will help you live the lifestyle that you want to live and stop you from doing what you shouldn't be doing and i and several other people out there and there are apps out there to help you out so keep moving forward i hope to see you soon and of course you'll hear me in the next session uh session number 81 with a success story in a niche that you probably wouldn't guess would work online but 
Yes, it does. And and our guest, she's got a wonderful story, inspiring, and uh, you'll hear it then. So we'll see you in session 81. Cheers and all the best. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. I said a hip-hop, hip-hop, you don't stop rocking to the bang, bang, boogie, up, jump, the boogie to the rhythm of the book of the beat. Thanks for listening. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.